I have been listening to Audible for years. It just started with a free trial and my favorite Ellen Hildebrand book. And then once I realized how much I could accomplish in a day, like cooking for the kids, cleaning, organizing the house, you name it, um, while being entertained, I was hooked. It has all of my favorite fiction books, but it also has our favorite books on natural birth like Mindful Hypnobirthing, Birth Without Fear, Birthing From Within, Natural Childbirth, The Bradley Way, just to name a few. If you use my link, you can get 30 days free of Audible. Just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally. And I suggest starting with Ina May's Guide to Childbirth if you haven't already, because that is a listener favorite. So once again, just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally for 30 days free. Welcome to Birth Naturally. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Kate. And we're sisters having a conversation about everything from med-free birth to natural parenting. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for this week's episode. It is week five of being in quarantine, so we are still at our own houses today. How are you doing, Kaylee? Um, you know, good days and bad days, and just really wishing that every day could be like really productive and awesome. And we had talked about maybe doing some mini episodes, but it's amazing when you have too much time how you like really don't get as much done as you like. I know we were just talking about that and it's like we had all these plans and it's like every day goes by and you're like I should really do something productive today and then it just doesn't happen yeah. it's so weird I mean we've never just had this like endless amount of time uh-huh. you know stuck at our houses and I guess I'm kind of we're both kind of at the point where we're just feeling discouraged and hopefully we can uh pick it back up in the next few days and just get a, you know, try to be a little bit more positive, but it is very difficult. And I'm sure most other people are feeling this way as well. Yeah, It's really, it's really been hard. And I've like, I try to like have something I do that's sort of like something I wouldn't do normally every day, you know, because I have all this time, like making, trying a new recipe or doing something. And mm-hmm. some days I'm more successful than others. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I totally get that. <laughs> like, like now I just want to be. It's four o'clock when we're recording this, and I'd like to just be in bed, you know, ideally. But that's really that's frowned <laughs> upon, I guess. So <laughs> <laughs> I just snuck away with Felix. He had to take a nap, and I came up in my bed, and I fell asleep too. So had a nice little nap. I can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds really nice. <laughs> Feeling a little more refreshed right now. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're really, yeah, we're trying to keep up with, I mean, we've been good about getting episodes out every week. Um, yeah. And that's awesome. But And we have some more to record this week, we so that's good we too. Do. Yeah, and we really want to keep sharing episodes, especially because people have time. I know I look forward to my weekly podcast when, and when they're not there, I get like <laughs> upset because that's, so a chunk of time. Yeah, you expect them to be consistent and you are kind of sad when, you know, obviously everybody needs a break, but yeah. we'll we'll all we'll let you guys know if we are going to take a week off or something, but we don't see that happening. Um 
Yeah, because, I mean, there's still pregnant moms, there's still new moms out there, and just other people looking for positive stories. And we we try to keep all these stories positive, and I think most of them are. They have been pretty great. So it's easy listening, and it's, you know, it's just nice to have a little break in the day. Yeah, especially because we... Yeah, we know that there's so many moms now that are looking towards home birth that that yeah. was not on the horizon for them. So um, that's why we kind of are keep we keep pushing and putting our content out there because I mean for everyone, but especially for those who maybe need another resource. Exactly. So what are we talking about today? So today we are talking with Erin, who is actually local to us we didn't know her before the podcast and she has become a friend of mine and she's so awesome and I'm so thankful for this platform because both of us like you've got to interview a couple of we've gotten to interview a couple of your friends and a couple of mm-hmm. my friends and now made a new friend through Aaron so yeah that's so yeah cool. so she uh has sort of a similar story she actually gave birth at the same hospital that you did for your second mm-hmm. and she had a natural birth and she decided with her second that she wanted to go through with, uh, have a home birth. So as the hours passed during her labor, it became clear that she and her husband would be on their own. Yes. And what really struck us was the way Aaron and her husband were able to just remain so calm. They never panicked even after finding themselves unintentionally giving birth unassisted. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. They say giving birth is equivalent to running a marathon, but what about being pregnant and building a company from scratch while taking on the multivitamin aisle? That is the story of Ritual's founder, Kat Schneider, who started Ritual because she couldn't find a prenatal she could trust. So I just started recently taking the Essential for Women multivitamin, and it's been great so far. They are super gentle on my stomach. I can even take them without food, which is just very convenient. And yeah, it's great because I just want to fill some gaps in my diet. And I feel like this is exactly what I need. They're also great tasting. Like the the Essential for Women multivitamins have like this minty taste. So I'm so not used to that. I'm used to that like not so great aftertaste. So that's been awesome as well. So although I am not pregnant, Ritual has a prenatal that you can trust. They are made with traceable ingredients. You can literally look at a map and see where all the ingredients have come from, which is super cool. And you better believe I checked that out and I loved it. And all of the ingredients are vegan, bioavailable, and clinically studied key nutrients for before and during pregnancy. They're also non-GMO project verified, gluten, and major allergen free. So why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Ritual is offering my listeners 30% off during their first month. Visit ritual.com slash birth naturally to start ritual or add essential for women prenatal to your subscription today. Hello, Erin. Thanks for bringing on the podcast today. Hi, thanks for having me. Why don't we start out by you just telling us a little bit about you and your family? Um, Sure. I am 33 and I'm married to my husband, Adam, and we have two children. One's three and a half and the other one's one and a half. 
Um, my husband works full time and I stay home with the kids. Awesome. Yeah. So when did you guys start, um, your journey to starting your family and how was getting pregnant? So we got married, um, and my husband wanted a child like immediately. So I fended it off as, as we we said we'd wait a year. So I think we got pregnant one month before one year (laughs) wedding anniversary. (laughs) Um, yeah, we got pregnant quickly. Um, I had, we have two boys and then, yeah, we had, yeah. So I had a hospital birth for Trace for my firstborn. And, um, how did your pregnancy go with your first? It was like a total breeze. Like I, I hear so many horror stories from people, but that pregnancy was like, I worked up until my due date, which the due date is air quotes because that's a joke. (laughs) Um, I was 42 weeks with both my kids. So, uh, yeah, I worked up until 40 weeks, I believe, but I was, um, doing sales for a small local farm. I sold specialty microgreens to chefs in New York, Philly, and DC. So I would be going up and meeting these chefs with this big pregnant belly. And at a certain (laughs) point it was like, probably they're like concerned about me in the meetings Sure. (laughs) so we knew I had okay I won't be traveling to New York for the next couple (laughs) weeks but um but no I carried well my babies carried high so they were in my rib cage so the feet I believe it was their feet just were just lodged in my rib cage so I would like have to have perfect or beyond perfect posture and just stand up and stretch back constantly. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that sounds painful. <laughs> but other than that, I think it was pretty, you know, you get heartburn, you eat Tums for like a month straight, and then that like comes yeah. in waves. Yeah. yeah. Very true. So how did you always know with your first, did you know from the beginning that you wanted to have a natural birth or is that something that you decided sometime during your pregnancy? That has a lot to do with like my own personal like health history. I had um, really bad ADHD and depression and anxiety and stuff as a kid, but I focused it all towards athletics. And then when you're in college and athletics aren't the focus anymore, I was sitting with all of that crap I've um, been dealing with my whole life. And it was like, okay, it's time to not be controlled by medications if I have any point anymore. So I started weaning myself off of like the Adderall and whatever they give you for the antidepressants and things like that. And then when I finally, I say like get clean, I mean like the medications were out of my system. But when it, I was finally not on any drugs anymore and I was eating on the outsides of the grocery stores and eating clean foods, I felt like alive. I felt like myself. And it was like, it's been years now, but I knew when I got pregnant, I I didn't want to numb any pain and I didn't want to bypass the natural birthing process in any way that I really wanted to experience it. I also knew I have a huge, a higher threshold for pain. So mm-hmm. uh, as long as I was healthy and there were no scares, um, I knew I was good with my midwife. But I, I think when you go with a hospital birth with a midwife, you still have that in your back pocket as an option. So it's less yeah, scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So how did your first, um, it was in the hospital. How did that go? Um, it went great. We um, used like a, one of those yoga med- yoga balls that you can bounce on. And I was, I was actually like going through contractions in the bed, gripping one handle sideways. And I couldn't speak much, but my husband's like, she's uncomfortable. I don't <laughs> want her to be doing that anymore. And my husband... <laughs> 
my husband, <laughs> here's an example. If I'm at the store and I want to tell the associate like, hey, what went down here wasn't right. Like, can you compensate this in some way? Because there's really poor customer service and I'm not happy. I'd turn around and my husband would be behind a ball of lint in the dressing room hiding. <laughs> like he is so anti-confrontation and there he is in the hospital room. Like she's uncomfortable. She's going to get up now. And, I was, and I'm like, oh man, this is my man. You know? Yeah. That, he's like a hero in birth. That's amazing. <laughs> he has his moments, right? So um, she, they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, you, she can get up. You can get her up. So he had me on the ball at the bottom of the bed and I was um, just kind of, I think they broke my water. But, you know, you're still leaking things. But I was bouncing on the ball. He's standing behind me so I don't, like, roll on the ball. And I'm pretty sure I'm just, like, leaking fluids all over his feet. And, like, like didn't matter. So oh, whatever. lovely. Don't you love that? <laughs> yeah. But then when I finally hit, like, uh, I think, okay, this is, might be graphic. I don't know. But I got to the point of labor where I was just like, my butt hurts. Like, out of nowhere, I'm bouncing. And I'm in all over pain. Like, they know that. But then it was like, oh my gosh, my butt. <laughs> they, they all started like busy bees running around the room. Like, oh, baby's here. And There's it was the like, sign. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I looked it up later and I'm like, that's a thing. Like as soon as your butt hurts, it's there. Yeah, because yeah, so, that baby's uh, right there. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, okay, let's start her on all fours. And then like you're starting you know, you know, from your own research, like, yeah, it's minimizing tearing, like it's good bed for your body, natural, natural movement being on offers. And it was like, I was not normal. It was not normal to be in that position. So they quickly just moved me. And I think I was in some sort of laying down crouch position when I had him, mm -hmm. but he came right. Like not, not a super long labor. I don't remember. I don't remember it being crazy. I remember getting there and maybe three hours and then he was born. Oh, that's oh not wow! Bad at all. Yeah, for first baby, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, like but like labor at home. Oh, I will. All oh, this I remember. So we're at home and I'm in labor, and they tell you when they're so far apart to then call me, or when they get so far apart, then go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. I was like within seconds of that, and my husband's like, "Oh no, we're not there yet, babe." Oh. <laughs> I remember sitting there thinking, oh, I'll tell you when I'm there. Right. He's taking that like 511 very seriously. Right. <laughs> so we, we, yeah, so we weren't like, okay, babe, we're close. Okay, let's go. You know, it was like I was held off to the last possible second. That's nice though. I feel like I wish I'd done that with my hospital birth, like labored at home longer. <laughs> that yeah. way, you, 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 the less time in the hospital, I think the better. Yeah. So what was your experience like in the hospital? Because for your second, you chose a home birth. So did you yeah. enjoy that experience or what? So the hospital birth was um, my only thing that I could judge anything off of. But I just remember it being, I felt supported with my midwife and my husband. It was intimate, but it wasn't, it wasn't so intimate that I would say I had joy during it in any way. And then you have that new mom terrified this baby's on you and you're like, uh, what do I do? Like what? And then, um, but no, overall it was good. I wasn't offered an epidural. I wasn't offered the things that I said I didn't want. So that was great. Um, cause you know, in the heat of the moment, if you're offered, I think people cave a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, overall it would have been nicer to have, um, more of, of the environment that you imagine. Like, so I would say to other moms, like what, 
think of the environment you want to be in when you're birthing your baby. Um, essential oils. Do I want to be smelling lavender? Do I want the lights to be low? Do I want like a soft orangey light on, like a salt lamp? Do I want my, do I want to be like with my own sheets? What do I want to be wearing? You know, all, all those things mm-hmm. come into play. But in your first baby, you're just like, I want to do this without dying. Right, exactly. <laughs> so are all of these reasons why you decided to have a home birth with your second? I think I just felt really powerful after the first one that I didn't need all the intervention that so many women need, that it was like, I can probably do it. And then I think I met, I, it was probably mainly because I met a friend who had some home births and she was uh, like a fellow Christian mom and I respected her and her opinions and morals and just everything. I just really respected her. And then when she was talking about her, um, her own births, it was like, dude, I can, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. Can I do that? I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) Then you're like, wait, I live pretty close to a hospital. I can do that. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) Yeah. So how did you prepare? Did you take any classes with either your first or your second? Did you read anything? Um, I didn't take any classes. Um, Probably more for like insurance and money reasons. I just didn't feel like doing any of that. But um, I'm kind of confident. I'm an over-researcher. So Mm -hmm. in terms of the hospital birth, I probably researched, but I talked to people. And I think overall, you're not prepared for that first one. For the second one, we were well, we, we tried for another baby when we were ready about a year after, and I had a miscarriage. Um, I was hiking Zion in Utah, and I had a miscarriage. Yeah. I had to hike out of Bryce Canyon knowing that that probably had just happened. Yeah. And you're so far from home that you're also like, and I was with all of my husband's younger siblings. So nobody had children. And it was confusing for everybody. But mm-hmm. yeah, and then luckily I was able to get pregnant again pretty quickly. So for that one, it was like, I'm healthy, all's good. Let me find a home birth midwife if possible. We found one. We really liked her. I liked, I think what I respected in her a lot was just, you know yourself best. Right. Like, how do you feel? Don't go by what the book says or what the blogs say or what the people say. So I like that a lot. And I'm a questioner. I don't, I don't really just, you know, if, if someone's really strongly telling me I need to go do something like vaccinate, I have to go research that for myself. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, she was questioning everything that I was questioning and it was like, Oh, we're both questioning. Well, this is good. So I yeah. stuck with her. Yeah. Awesome. So how did your pregnancy go? Second pregnancy was good. You know, I was thinking about this the other day cause we're thinking about getting pregnant again is like, People were really nice to me when I was pregnant. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Did you do you find did you guys find that? Yes. Like, yes. I'm definitely. For you? I'm I'm living for it right now. I'm pregnant now. I'm like, this is great. And like, the second you have the baby, everyone just forgets about you. This is not about yeah. you anymore. Yeah. Like for instance, you're walking down, say, like Costco aisle in the grocery store with a shopping cart and you have two crazy kids. Some might grin or some might smile, but like if you're pregnant and you have a kid or you're just pregnant, like People will like comment or say something. They, yeah, yeah, they smile at you, and it's like yeah. you're like the Madonna. You know, it's like <laughs> exactly. Oh, this is, yeah, this is great. or you're with like a big get together, and everyone's wondering a hundred questions about you, and you're just like, yeah. "This yep. is kind of nice." <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't um, mind that. <laughs> no, I don't no. know that I had. I was very very lucky. I didn't have a lot of pregnancy issues. Like <clears throat> I didn't have like 
blood pressure was good, sugar levels good, like all stuff like that. I think at one point I put on much more weight for the second pregnancy. Um, I don't even know if I have a reasoning why. I just don't know. But the things that probably bothered me were like sleeping positions. could never get comfortable sleeping. Uh, just random couple weeks where you felt like all you did was eat Tums, stuff like that. I'm, I think I, I'm, I'm an emotional person. So I think I would ride waves of emotion and that would frustrate me. And then I'd realize, oh, she's pregnant. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's tough though. That's, <laughs> that's a reason for that. Oh no. I, after I had my first, I remember when you have that like first emotional breakdown after the baby's born. It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I remember I was holding him and just crying my eyes out. And like whoever was near me was like, are you okay? And I'm just like, it was like I cried because like he, he there was a certain color near me. I don't know. It was just like insane that that wave, those yeah. hormones are wild. They and then, are. It really is. It's crazy. Yeah. For so, a second, that that freaked me out as well. <laughs> so when you were deciding, when you had decided on a home birth, did you tell your circle, your family, your friends that you were planning this, or did you kind of keep it close? That's like, it just makes me smile thinking about this because I hid it from like everybody because I knew I was going to get crap. My mother was the last person I probably told because she's got high blood pressure and she's stressing for the world's worries at all times, like everybody. Um, So yeah, we kind of kept it between us. Also, I think it intimidates people. They think that you're better than them or you're doing some feat and they just took some meds and scheduled a date. And, uh, I think our, we were very solid in our decision. My husband's like, he was all about it, but if I didn't want to have a home birth or if I didn't even want to have a natural birth, he probably would have been totally cool with that too. Like if I would have wanted something else, but because I was so gung ho on taking it to the next extreme level Mm -hmm. of like doing it at home, um, I think he was got his like adrenaline rush out of that. Like, yeah, that's my wife. Like, <laughs> so, so we were set and, um, our siblings, we, I think we told people we were thinking about it, but my family's more medical based and his is more like, yeah, let's question stuff. So <laughs> it was, it was definitely difficult breaking it to my mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see that. So yeah. I know you went, over your due date, but how were you feeling as you approached your due date? Did you think that it would be the same as your first or how about, how about Yeah. So like head position, all those things were checking out to be normal. And you know, when you get to 40 weeks, it's the outside world. That's like, Mm. when's the baby coming? What are you going to do? What's your backup plan? Are you going to go to the hospital? What, when does your doctor intervene? Like all of that was just in your, my ear. And it's like, that's what was stressing me out about yes. being 40 weeks pregnant is mm-hmm. everyone else. And my midwife at one point, like at one of 41 weeks, I think she's like on your way home. And she knew like I didn't drink and like I was doing whatever herbs or supplements she had me on. But she was like, you're going to stop at a liquor store. You're going to buy a bottle of wine. You're going to go home and you're going <laughs> to turn your phone off and you're never open your laptop. And you're going to drink a bottle of wine in a bath. Like, you're like I can do, I can take that advice. I'm like, and I'm allowed to drink. She's like, you need to calm down. And I was like, Ugh, I was ready just to be done. You're ready because you're ready physically in your home. You're ready because your whole family knows your due date, and they're ready. And you're just ready because you just don't want to be pregnant anymore. Mm, yes, that yep. is the truth. But Forty-two weeks is excessive, though. 
Yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah. That's uh that's pretty late. That's a long, long pregnancy. <laughs> Did you try anything to any natural remedies to get Gosh. going? <laughs> Again, I'm just like smiling ear to ear. I Googled and asked like everything I could possibly do. And right now to this day, if I smell Clary Sage, I wanna punch someone. <laughs> <laughs> I lathered myself in Clary Sage, like you wouldn't believe doesn't do a thing. But um uh so I was doing that and red raspberry leaf tea. If anyone tries to ever drink that around me, they're done. Nope. <laughs> so sick of smelling that or brewing that. I'd brew that with like chamomile or something to kind of cut the flavor of it. Um, and then I think it was evening primrose oil that mm-hmm. you take mm-hmm. orally, but then you can also insert that. I was doing that to soften everything up. Mm-hmm. Um Bouncing on the ball, rocking in a hard rocking chair, everything. Spice, <laughs> you know, you do the spicy food thing and all that, but I have, I'm like gluten-free, dairy-free, so I can't be too adventurous in that stuff anyway. But yeah, the baby, my baby's just comfy. They just yeah. don't want to leave me. Yeah, they sounds but like I, it. <laughs> I had nine pound kids too, so. Oh yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of baby to be carrying <laughs> around. I had one nine pounder and it's, I mean, it, it, your pelvis can feel that by the end. You know? Yeah. I did get chiropractic care throughout both. And I think that that helped. Oh, I'm sure. So when did contractions finally start? So for my second, they were starting at like midnight, 11, midnight the night before. And what I would do is I would feel some, actually, I think I induced, I believe I induced that labor. I um, put my breast pump on and it's like, they say like nipple stimulation, but like, Mm -hmm. I don't like touch my own nipples and stuff like that. That was like, what does it even mean? And then when I get into researching it, it was like, I think they just say that for your husband's sake. And it's like, no, don't touch me. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a pass. <laughs> so I put my um, breast pump on and I pumped for a little bit and colostrum came out immediately. And then my cervix, like I started having contractions that were brought on by that. And then I was like, I immediately freaked out like, should this colostrum come out right now? Like I need this for the baby. I'm Googling that. It's like, no, it'll, your body will create enough because your body will know the baby came and mm-hmm. you'll, you'll create more. So I was like, Oh, cool. So every couple hours I did that. Um, and then by 11 or midnight, they were actually, they were like real contractions. They weren't like little ones that were brought on by the breast pump. Um, and I just would screenshot on my phone and then every now and then I'd like elbow my husband and throw my phone at him and he'd look through the screenshots. And when they would get, when they started getting closer, the sun started to come up and I called my dad, my parents to come get my firstborn because my midwife had said she preferred nobody else to be around and I just listened. <laughs> so he wasn't there, which was probably good. That would have been chaos. Um, right. And then as soon as my dad left... I didn't even see him physically because I was like in the bedroom. I don't even know if I had pants on, whatever. Uh, my midwife had asked us not to have like anybody else around because she was, I had a dual, her doula. And so it was just my husband and I. And then I mentioned I wanted my sister-in-law to be there because she's a photojournalist and, or she was studying photojournalism. And she was kind of hesitant, the midwife, in allowing another person, but I said, I didn't care. It was my birth. I wanted her there. So my, my younger sister-in-law was there and my contractions are getting closer. So we call her, we let her know where they're at. She says, okay, well, I'll leave in a half hour and I'll have the doula leave now. And I said, all right, sounds good. So you guys need to get here. You're only in Allentown. That's like, you know, with traffic, 40, 40 
40 to 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So cool. An hour later, we're like knee deep in contractions. My husband filled up the inflatable pool the night before. The problem was we were renting an apartment and we would have had to empty the water heater like two times just to fill it. So he started filling it at like, I don't know, 6 a.m. So by that time we called her and she gave us kind of like an hour notice, 45 minute notice. We had the tub full. I was in it. Um, I was like, you know, bracing with contractions. Those tubs are cool. They have like handles in all the right spots and stuff, but you're still not fully comfortable in any position. Right. But I do remember um, just laying, laying in there waiting for you say, okay, one's coming. You know, you're fully normal. One's coming, one's coming. And then you're like a monster. Uh, <laughs> yep. I heard a pop. And then I realized, oh my gosh, that was my water broke. And I look over at Adam and I go, my water broke, my water broke. And, he, and he's just like sitting on the floor, like writing down the math of my contractions for the last couple hours. Oh. <laughs> and my sister. My sister-in-law, bless her heart, was like playing soft, relaxing music on the Bluetooth speakers and like drew the light, the like uh, curtains down a little bit. And she was getting the wet washcloth and like handing it to Adam to just put on my neck. Like, thank God for her. She she became kind of like a doula. She was 100% my doula Um, while photographing my pain. Wow. That's me for her. Was this her first birth that she was ever at? It was. And like, yeah, it totally changed her. She's done so many more births since this. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, she continued in that direction as well. That's really cool. So so your midwife is supposedly on the way. So she's supposedly on the way. We... It were a little over an hour since she said she would. So she said she'd be there. We gave her a grace period of like 15 minutes. She was an hour later. So she's like over 35, about 40 minutes late at this point. And then I hear a pop. I hear my water break. Adam is like, oh my God, what do I do? Like he kind of, he doesn't say anything. I can just like, I'm staring at him, staring at Annika. They're both like (laughs) looking at me like, what do you want us to do? It's like, I, I don't know, but my legs are straight right now. I can't bend my legs. Like I was in the tub. My legs were straight. I'm moaning. I'm groaning. It's like, I'm yelling. It's like a lot and of you, pain. You kind of knew things were, were Oh, it's definitely happening. It was just yeah. like, if I would have just put my own hand down, I would have felt the head, but I didn't. I was like kind of in a weird stuck position because so much pressure and burning and pain down there. So you're like, <sighs> Um, I'm sure you were kind of in denial too, knowing that no one was there to catch yeah. the baby. And it was terrifying. And I think we, we had talked about, they're not going to be here. Like, so I looked, I think I even yelled or one of us yelled, like they're, they're definitely not going to be here. Adam turned his back to me and he describes that couple seconds as he either needs to man up or take me to a hospital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, is it hit him? It hit him. They're not coming. Wow. Oh, and, that must uh, have been terrifying for him. He, yeah. He said, and like, to me, that was like 30 seconds. But to him, it was like, I don't know, it was like four seconds. He, he turned his back to me, had this like kind of, oh shit moment. And then <laughs> rips his shirt off and jumps in the tub. Well, I think he takes my underwear off first. He leans in when I said my water broke, takes my underwear off, looks at me like, what the hell do you want me to do? Then he, st- <laughs> then he stood up, turned his back to me, had that like moment with himself ripped his shirt off and got in the tub, held my legs, <laughs> <laughs> held my legs, stares at me. And all we really knew, I, I read a lot about, you asked me if I did research. I 
forgot about this. I, I read a lot about hypnobirthing. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get as much into the positive affirmations part of it as much as I did about relaxing and the breathing, just breathing through every single contraction. If you're grunting or yelling or like, like if you're doing any of that, you're not breathing. So yes, definitely. They would come and I would just talk myself through like, like the huge breath. And you're in this moment, you know what you should be doing, but he was reminding me to be breathing. So it was like, Oh, thank God. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes you just need somebody to tell you what to do. (laughs) Even if you've done it before, you know, even if you had to tell him to tell you what to do ahead of time. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But I will say, um, we had a folder we were given, like for the midwife. And there's one page, and there's a picture on the top of the page. So it's not even a full page of wording. And it's what to do in emergency labor. And I had read it ahead of time. Adam didn't read it. And like a week before we gave birth, his brother was over. And I'm like, yeah, Adam, your your brother didn't even read the one page on emergency birth. And so like my brother-in-law read it, like... And he was like, oh, it seems easy. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so then like the night before, I'm like, did you read the paper? And he's like, I read the paper, Aaron. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, but it basically is talking about um, when the baby's head's coming out, check to see if the cord's there with your finger. And if the cord's there, you still deliver the baby, but with your finger hooked around the cord. And then just a whole lot about don't do anything to your placenta. Don't cut the cord. Keep the baby warm those types of things. Mm -hmm. Um, so as he jumps in the tub, my sister-in-law calls the midwife who's on speaker and we hear her GPS naming roads that are still 45 minutes away. And we were like, in that moment, you're not like, excuse me, what the hell? You're like, (laughs) what do I do? Yeah. So she, um, I was on speaker and she was on there because she was, she tells me she's really only listening to hear how I am. Am I in duress? So, she didn't say much. She was just on the phone listening to how we were doing. And then somewhat comforting, but not really. Um, so then uh, the baby starts, I guess the baby's crowning. And I was like, okay, I see the head. I see the head. Like the head's here. And then the contraction came that pushed the head out itself because I didn't do any pushing. Uh, the contractions were the pushing. So the head's out and there's no contraction. <gasps> and we're like, uh, how long, and, and you, you know this because you decided to have a home birth and you researched it, that like baby's okay with the head out. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so, but I'm still like, but you're in that panic. You're uh, probably in a panic, ex- you know? Exactly. So sister-in-law and husband are like, push, push. <laughs> like, I literally was like, I cannot push here. I'll try to push. <laughs> didn't, didn't happen. Right. And then also I'm like, okay, I think one's coming. I think one's coming. Okay. It's coming. It's coming. And like, as long as you have a clear mind, I think you're able to talk to the people around you like that. And then all of a sudden it hit and then it's, it's hell on your body and baby's out. Um, Silas came out. He was bright, bright purple and blue. And I'm not sure where the cord was, but Adam had to turn him. So the shoulders were up and down as he was coming out. And then he was on my chest. So I'm laying in the tub with the baby half in the water, half on my chest. He's blue and he's not crying or speaking. Oh my gosh. And, um, but he, he's moving and he, he looks okay. He's just dark. And, um, what were you thinking during this? You're kind of like going through every 
scenario in your head. Never in my mind did it ever, then this whole birthing process. And this is the first thing my brother asked, when did you think like, when should we go to the hospital? Not once did I think I was going to the hospital or that anything would be terribly wrong. Mm -hmm. At that point, I was just like, why isn't he breathing? And we're verbal, Adam and I. We're like, why isn't he breathing? He's not breathing. And then Adam's like, uh, and then that's when midwife spoke up on speaker and said, he's going to breathe. He needs a little bit of time, get a blanket and put it in the warm water and put the warm water on the baby, keep pouring water on him. He's going to start breathing. He's, he's getting everything he needs from the placenta. And we're like, okay, okay. And then instantly he started breathing and, or not, not breathe, not necessarily breathing. It was just speaking, crying. He wasn't doing much. Yeah. I was just holding my breath as you were saying that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden it was like, all you needed was her to say that. And we were instantly calmed. We were like, okay. Yeah. And seconds, seconds later, he's, he's, he's fine. Well, and that's the what color- you hire a midwife for, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. To be on speaker while you did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, and then which, which is crazy. So baby's out, baby's fine. I'm in the tub, but I'm like, uh, I'm cramping really badly. Like it hurts so bad. And I was like, okay. And so the midwife's talking out loud to sister-in-law and Adam. And she's like, she's going to start cramping in a little bit. And that's going to be the placenta wanting to come out. Um, you're going to need to move her to the bedroom. And all of us are still stuck on, <laughs> she's going to start cramping in a little bit because I was in like massive pain. I was like, okay, this is, I feel like I'm still birthing a baby. Like it was, it was hurting. And then we were all like, how the hell am I going to get out of this tub and into my bedroom with oh, the baby? Gosh, yeah. Yeah, really. <clears throat> so we like listened to her. My sister-in-law um, took all the, you know, you're ready. You have a pile of towels. She gives me like a red carpet walkway to the bedroom with the towels. <laughs> and my husband's holding that like one of those pad, like not um, underwear pad, but like those hospital like ch- pads. Yeah, like a Chuck's pad kind of yep. thing. He's holding that under me. I'm holding baby. And I do the like the widest like waddle me walk waddle into my bedroom but you made it (laughs) I get on my bed baby's cool I'm like all's good but this is still painful why is this still painful um for some reason my my placenta was just wanting to come out immediately but it wasn't coming and I laid there for probably another half hour and then the doula finally got there oh wow yeah so she was starting to help me birth the placenta, but it wasn't coming and she was tugging. And I was like, can you stop doing that? Yeah. <laughs> and she did. And then by the time the midwife got there, she birthed the placenta. <clears throat> oh, or God. she really was pushing heavily on my stomach and we were able to get it out that way. Yeah. That's a, that's a little scary, you know, especially when you, you hadn't planned an unassisted birth. You had yeah. been birthing under the guise that you would have, you know, your support team there. That, yeah. Yeah, and and the, and it wasn't like a precipitous labor where you know. Well, she called. So this is their excuse was that I had a precipitous labor. And how long and, was and it from start to finish? From the time my water broke, it was like four minutes. Wow, three minutes. But I had been in labor, you know, had the contractions and stuff, counting realistically from midnight the night before, and they were on top of that, and they knew that. But their excuse for not getting there in time, um, I don't know. I wonder if they sleep at night, probably. But oh. they they called it a precipitous labor. Wow. So what time did the baby, was the baby actually born? Um, I forget. I'd have to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was, he was born and then, you know, you're just so happy that everybody's healthy and you are in your own bed and like 
someone's feeding you liquid iron from one side and the other person's like, Hey, you got to keep drinking. And then once you eat that half a sandwich, then you can get in the shower. And you're like, yeah, really? <laughs> so nice. In my and then you're like, shower? Let me house that sandwich. Like give it to me, you know? And then they're like, well, you need a little bit more. So then they're <laughs> like making me drink, making me eat. And then finally I'm like, I just, I don't want anything else to eat. Can I just please shower? And you're like, yeah. So then they came, helped me get in the shower. I showered. I got in my own clothing. They had a diaper concoction made for me. They had the pool drained, um, everything taken out, all the towels gone. I'm in my own clothing, own pajamas, this homemade diaper, and in my bed next to my husband holding my baby like an That's hour. incredible. That's not, yeah. That is like a dream, especially coming from a hospital. You know. Yeah, and they're handing you like your seltzer mixed with like juice in your favorite cup. You're yeah. like <laughs> your your food from your fridge that you chose. Like that's amazing. Yeah, it, it's it funny was how a- like you can think your hospital birth went just fine when that's all you've experienced, and then you get to experience a home birth, and you're like, oh wow, there's nothing like it. I know, and like we, I wouldn't say I'm like an adrenaline junkie. I would definitely say my husband is. So like this was like he was thriving. Right. <laughs> and I'm like slightly outside my comfort zone, but I, I was comfortable and competent. Like I knew what my body was capable of. I did it in a hospital. I can do it at home. I think what we didn't expect in this whole process was the connection that we would grow closer to each other through having a midwife and a doula there obviously was what we would have wanted. Um, but not having them there meant we relied way more heavily on each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, yeah. the support that he showed me during that was like unparalleled. Like I told I'm you, sure. he, he's the guy that would hide behind Lynch versus be near me in confrontation. And then there he is ripping a shirt off and jumping in a tub and just catching my baby, turning the baby as it's coming out. Wow. That's <laughs> you know, incredible. Like, I'm sure that just put like, it, it makes him a hero, I'm sure to you, you know, that's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. And like both of us, both of us um, are Christian. So we, throughout the process, we made that like a a big focal point too. Like we were, Mm -hmm. we were praying and like in the middle of a contraction, I'm there not speaking. And he's just next to me with his hands on me. Just like, Lord, you got her, like get her through this. That's so so sweet. Yeah. So I felt like we, we grew in that. And then if you want to take it one more step further is like my sister-in-law got to see all that. Yeah. An experience, what an experience. Yeah, what an experience for her. And I'm sure that was life-changing, you know? Yeah, I think it really, really was. And I know that it inspired her. And um, <clears throat> she wound up moving to another state. Like, she moved all the way from Pennsylvania to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And her photography career was kicking off. And she wanted, she was, she, I taught her what granola and what country means. And like, <laughs> she's, she's in Wisconsin joining these crunchy granola mom sites on Facebook because she wants to get in with these women and photograph their births. That's awesome. Wow. I wonder if it will, so cool. it'll be interesting to see if it, if that colors her birth choices when it, well, you know. She she did the polar opposite. She did a, a home birth, C-section, epidural photo, photo shoot. And uh, just wild. Just equally as wild, but in a totally different way. Yeah, wow. really? Wow. Wow. So, so is, was there any point, were you feeling fearful during this whole, you know, debacle with the midwives not showing up? Or were you feeling confident in your abilities and your husband's support? 100% comfortable 
and I'm a self-reflective person. I'm a, I was a hundred percent comfortable in myself in my husband in my body and my capabilities. The only fear would be when the baby was born, like, like there was a, there's probably like a drop of fear when the head was out, but the body wasn't, even though you knew he's fine, he won't mm-hmm. breathe until his body changes temp. So he's good. But then when he came out and he was on me and he wasn't like doing much. It was like, oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, cause some people would consider that a traumatic birth experience, but it seems like it really it was empowering. Yeah. yeah. That you're very empowered from this birth. If you had, I think, and that's also with who you have around you. Like if I would have had my mom there, it would have been like, <laughs> good God, my mom. Yeah. She probably would have passed out, but um, <laughs> it's like, if you have anyone, if you have somebody with you that, you know, might even remotely question it, and that there's a blue baby sitting on you. Like, I don't know. And they start to panic. I would have panicked, but I didn't. I had very cool, confident people with me. That's yeah. awesome. Maybe because I acted like I was 100% confident. Yeah, that it yeah, kind of, yeah, definitely. It kind of made everyone else kind of... I did, <laughs> I did have to clarify with my sister-in-law later. Like, hey, because um, she was just like, I don't know why everyone doesn't do this. This looks so easy. And I was like, first of all... <laughs> <laughs> It's no. <laughs> uh, second of all, I may have made it look slightly easy, but that was extremely painful. And she was, <laughs> she was like, well, yeah, I get that. And I was like, and most women like don't go into labor at midnight, have the baby at like 9 a.m. Right. Yeah. yeah. And my water broke and four minutes later I had a baby. I was like, the, the, this is like a kind of a rare case, I feel like. But yeah. That's so funny. So what was your recovery like? Um, that's a really good question because I did something I think a lot of women don't always know about is I had pelvic floor rehabilitation after my first. Okay. Um, which if people aren't familiar, can use a number of different capacities. You can have it where they're checking your diastasis, like your, your ab muscle separation and making sure you're good and then helping you with exercises. Um, they could be talking to you just about nutrition, sleep, stress, anxiety, all that. And then another modality of that is they do internal releasing of your muscles vaginally where you could be super tight and not healing up and not doing well physically because of that and you don't even know it oh wow i've never i've never heard of that yeah you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) there's one right near where you live oh wow Um, so i saw one and the only reason i knew about this because one of my best friends is a physical therapist and she was like telling me before i had babies um, that I needed to do this after I had a baby because we would be doing CrossFit or doing jump rope or double unders and I would pee a little bit. Like, I'm peeing. I'm still peeing. Like, you know, like <laughs> a little workout. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's like, girl, you need to do this when you have kids. So there I am with my first. I did it. It was amazing. Th- this That pelvic floor therapist did a lot of internal work with releasing of the muscles for me. Um, and then when I had my second, I did the same, but I used a different practitioner um, in Lansdale and she didn't do any internal work because she didn't feel it necessary for her. It was more, um, she's teaching me how to start exercising again without aggravating all my ab muscles and stuff. Okay. Yeah. I think that's so important. So definitely you think that that made a big difference in your recovery. You felt, you felt good afterwards. I'm like, I don't know how it would have gone otherwise. Yeah. I like, I'm a very active person and, um, I'm like very in touch with just my muscular skeletal system and what's off and what's going on. I'll go to a chiropractor, this and that. If I didn't have 
the confidence of seeing somebody like that. And then I could even bring the newborn with me because that baby's just sitting in the car carrier and you're doing exercises next to the baby or you're on the table next to the baby. It's all um, conducive to having a small child with you. But, but yeah, no, I think that that is extremely beneficial. It's actually mandatory in Europe. Oh, wow. And And how long, how long do you continue that? Uh, I think everybody's different. Um, you can go for as little or as many as you need appointments. It's based, yeah, individual basis, but Mm -hmm. I would highly recommend people see a pelvic floor rehabilitation. It's usually a women's health PT. And then when you get into learning about what they do they're they specialize in that usually. Awesome. Um, thanks for sharing that. Do you have any advice for moms who are considering a med free birth? Um, if people find out I do it or I have done it or are intrigued by it and they ask me questions, I think the main thing I say is um, it's one day of a lot of pain. Like you're, you're in a lot of pain. It's the worst pain of your life, but it's just one day. Right. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you have your baby in your arms and you don't care if your crotch is throbbing and your nipples are bold, like bulging. You're just like, I don't, <laughs> I'm okay. And yeah. I did that. And yeah. the amount of, personal growth you have in that process and the amount of strength and character you like I feel like I've built I've built through both of my births is like no one can take that away from me definitely no I I've, think that's huge yeah I, and you can see it in, in other people after they become moms and they birth the way that they chose it's yeah it, it's almost like it's definitely life-changing yeah absolutely yeah and and haters are gonna hate some people are like they're not gonna put had home birth on your headstone when you die. And I'm like, yeah, I know that. But like, <laughs> I, if I ask I them re- to, they will. <laughs> I, can in, I, can de- I can in detail describe <laughs> what a contraction feels like. Can you? Yes. <laughs> Seriously. Do you, so do you have any products that, that you love for yourself or baby um, after birth? <sighs> This is a hard one. I feel like there's so many things and I, I just, I wasn't I prepared. I will say <laughs> that I, I really, really love, um, Waleda's products. Um, it's a more all natural company. They do mm-hmm. regular skincare to baby products. I use their calendula diaper rash cream because I'm blonde, blue eyes. My husband's blonde, light eyes. We have like kind of more fair skin. So am I, my children had kind of sensitive skin. So I would just use the, their calendula diaper rash cream in the beginning. And then I knew I was good. But then I was also, Waleda makes a product called skin food and it is like the most oh, nourishing. the best. If you know about skin food, you do that same sigh. Everybody I know. Yes. Is like, yes. It's amazing. What, what is it? What just it's, general, like a just, lotion? It's a yeah. moisturizer. And it's, sometimes it's so thick. You're like, oh, that's for like calloused heels and elbows. But like <laughs> in the winter right now in Pennsylvania, I lather that crap on my face at night. And I'm, I just feel like I just got a facial, like a luxurious moisturizing yeah. bath. I'm getting some tomorrow. It helps for um, like <laughs> eczema. So how can our listeners get in touch with you? Um, I am on Facebook. I think my Instagram's private, but you can add me. I am at edef one on okay. Instagram is my handle. And we'll link that too. So people can find you. Uh, yeah. That, and um, I would say if I had other advice throughout the process, a lot revolves around nutrition. Mm-hmm. And when you have other kids and you're pregnant, your focus is still on everybody but yourself, but your nutrition is just wildly important. And I don't know where listeners or anybody would fall on the scale of being afraid of things like raw milk, but 
you don't always need to be afraid of that stuff. Uh, I'm a big raw milk. My sister's a vegan and I um, am kind of the opposite. Like I I go to local farms, we drink raw milk, raw cheese, kind of fun stuff, but we both have, you know, different versions of our own, um, like natural nutrition. But yeah, just in terms of nutrition, I like when you're pregnant, everything's all heightened. Like, oh, you shouldn't consume that. You shouldn't consume lunch. You shouldn't do this. It's like, like, what, what do you feel like? How does your body feel? Like yeah. it's, you, you're, you are eating for two, but you're kind of not. So take care of yourself. Right. Yeah. Like when I, when I was going through my first pregnancy with a hospital birth and a regular doctor, they were like, well, how are you feeling? How are you eating? And then I was just like, oh, I don't have that much of an appetite today. But, you know, overall, and they're like, well, you know, if you need to, you can have a whole bag of Cheetos, you know, this and that. And I was like, do you, do you honestly tell women that? That they oh, can go eat a whole geez. bag of something like that. Like that's that's just like feeding into emotions. Like just keep yourself in check, you know? Yes. Like mm-hmm. yeah. and then as as the mama who has kids, you always put yourself on the back burner anyway. Like I was filling out a form for a doctor recently and they had me write down the supplements I'm taking. And I'm like, fermented cod liver oil, uh, evening primrose oil. And I'm like, wait a minute, scratch. I'm not actually taking that. I stopped buying that because it's $36 a bottle and I wanted to buy the vitamin D for my kit. Oh my gosh. Uh, that's that's <laughs> both of our, we both, that's, whenever time we get an Amazon package, we're like, what is, oh, it's more vitamins for the kids. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, I thought I was treating myself really, really well, but I guess over time, like these things just drop, drop oh, off. Oh yeah. 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 That's very true. Uh, so, yeah. And but, it, yeah, you do have to make yourself a priority you do, as well. Because, and then that one time when you like, when you're sick, like I had pneumonia last year, just last Oof. week, my sister got really like a, a nasty virus, both her and her husband at the same time, which is like <laughs> horrible. But those kinds of moments you realize like, okay, I need to prioritize me because if I'm not a priority, then I can't take care of these people yeah. that need me, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. That, that is crucial. That's a huge thing. That Very much. good reminder to yeah. everyone who's mm-hmm. listening. Yeah. Yeah. Buy the supplements for yourself, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I literally had to say all that. And I was like, I'm lying to you. I haven't taken those things in months. <laughs> I, I intend to. I'm going to I am start going to Amazon it in the parking lot right now. <laughs> yes, seriously. Oh, man. Oh, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. And yeah. your birth stories were amazing. Thanks so much to Erin for sharing her wonderful birth stories today. Don't forget to follow along on Instagram at birth naturally. And if you're enjoying these episodes, give us a five-star rating on iTunes. It helps others find our episodes too. Until next time.